You may be seated. Scott Dudley wanted me to remember to announce that he hopes to see all the men at 6.30 on Tuesday morning. And I want to ask you to think about coming to Boundaries 2008. If you always say no when you want to say no, and always say yes when you want to say yes, you don't need to go. Otherwise, February 9th, register online, Boundaries 2008. Please pray with me. Holy Spirit, please come and continue speaking to us now. Help us to hear your voice of encouragement and challenge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The most frequent command in Scripture is this. Do not be afraid. Why is it so frequent? Because God knows how frightened we can be and how much we need to break free from our fear. We have all kinds of fears, don't we? If I asked you to call yours out, or your friends, we'd be here all morning, maybe all day, and that would be just some of mine. But we would discover that we're not alone. In his book, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat, John Ortberg writes, Fear disrupts faith and becomes the biggest obstacle to trusting and obeying God. Fear is the number one reason we're tempted to avoid doing what we know God is asking us to do. Worry is when fear becomes a habit. Fear is caused usually by an external source, while worry or anxiety come from inside us. Now, just before Christmas, God answered a long-standing prayer for me. I'm embarrassed to tell you how quickly I found something new to worry about. When we live in fear, we cannot fulfill the potential that God has placed inside of us, and we cannot experience joy. We can fear so many things, criticism, rejection, failure, success, pain, loss, illness, suffering, death. We're afraid of anything we can't control, afraid that maybe we don't matter, afraid to try something new, afraid of what others will think. I mean, what if you don't like this sermon? Remember that fear is false evidence appearing real. Or forget everything and run. When I'm bound by fear, I fake, escape, avoid, and run. So what is the biggest fear you have right now? What are you most afraid of? We all need freedom from fear, freedom to live a life of faith and trust in God. Think about the courage and faith needed to live alone, years after years of marriage, to face cancer or any serious illness to face the hurt and unmet needs underneath an addiction, to leave an abusive relationship, to live your own life, to leave a job which isn't using your gifts, to go on your first mission trip, to face confrontation and have a difficult conversation, 
It was 11 years ago, this very day, that I first preached here and then waited for the decision of the congregation to see if you'd invite me to become your new associate pastor. Amazingly, on that day, I had no fear. That was a very unusual experience for me, as fear has been a frequent visitor in my life. But that day, I was being empowered by the Holy Spirit through the prayers of many people. But after I accepted the position, it was once again a very different story. As Scott talked about last week, the army of fear pursued me. The waves of fear and almost terror would wash over me. How could I trust that this was a gift from God and that God knew exactly what I needed so that I have to rely on and trust him in a whole new way? Thank you for helping me grow through over 10 years together. How grateful I am to God that he enabled me to hold my fear in one hand and grab Jesus' hand in the other and walk into the future together that he had for me and my family here. How easily my fear could have robbed me of the freedom and growth that comes from facing your fears and the joy of coming here to serve you. When I called Scott Dudley to offer to preach today instead of Dana, I wrote down these words, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then when I woke up in the middle of the night, I thought, what was I thinking? Because you see, it's been my experience that when I sense what God is nudging me to do, I often feel afraid. I'm learning to trust God more with my fear and to trust myself more and believe that God will give me his Holy Spirit's power to do what he's asking me to do. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? But I found it very hard. Our fear doesn't go away by avoiding the assignment or the opportunity which God is offering us. We have to run to Jesus and walk through the fear together. Yes, it can be like walking through the Red Sea with the huge walls of water on both sides, trusting that they won't collapse. As we face the fear and actually embrace it, it loses its power over us and we can be set free from it as we experience God's faithfulness in showing up to help us. Do not wait until you're not afraid before you risk doing what God is inviting you to do. You will never know that God is real until you risk trusting him. On my journey of healing from fear to faith, Jesus has said to me many times over the years, and I'm sure he'll continue to do so, do you want to be healed? Especially when I'm facing a new challenge, and once again, I'm tempted to fall back into my old default positions of doubt, anxiety, worry, and fear. If I'm honest, my reply to the question, do you want to get well, usually goes something like this. Thanks for asking, but not really. <laughs> At least not right now. You see, that would be way too scary for me. I know I'm miserable in my fear and pain, but it's become so familiar and, well, actually comfortable. The unknown freedom out there somewhere is far more frightening to me. I'd have to grow and learn to risk 
and trust. People might start expecting something from me. What then? Anyhow, I don't really believe this could ever happen to me. I don't believe that I can get well and be free, so no thanks. I think I prefer to stay right here in my prison of fear. Are you being kept captive by your past or by a situation that you have, has you imprisoned in the present? Or are you immobilized by fear of the future? Today we read the story of a woman who risked overcoming her many fears and dared to reach out in faith to Jesus for healing. She was afraid of authority, afraid of being less than, I mean, she was unclean because of her bleeding, therefore she was a total outcast. She was afraid of condemnation, of never getting well, of feeling trapped, of poverty, of endless pain and shame and suffering. She probably feared she would bleed to death. She was afraid of people discovering the truth about her. She was afraid of being found out. This woman risked reaching out and actually touching Jesus. This was unthinkable because she was unclean. But she knew her deep need of Jesus, and so she risked everything to trust and be healed by him. What lengths are you willing to go to to break free from your fear and for the, from the things that bind you? Now, I know it's risky, and it can be embarrassing to admit we have fears and need healing and to ask for help. The problem is we fear the very things we need. Risk being real and tell at least one other person besides God about your fear. To break free from fear into the wonderful freedom of faith, we have to do these things. The F is for fix. Fix your eyes on Jesus and follow him. A is for ask. Jesus says in Mark 10, what do you want me to do for you? Figure out your answer to that question and tell him. Ask and abide. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. The I is for immerse. Immerse yourself in scripture, worship, prayer, Silence, fellowship, listening to God, serving others. The T would be for trust. Practice trusting God, yourself, and other people. H, of course, is for the Holy Spirit. We cannot have the gift of faith without the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Hang out with people of faith and hear what God has done in their lives. Faith gives us the freedom to fail, to make mistakes, to try new things, to be human, to open our hearts to love and trust again. There are many avenues God may use in our journeys of breaking free from fear to faith. You may need counseling, medication, a 12-step recovery group, inner healing prayer, or spiritual direction, or all of the above. At its best, a small group is a great place for experiencing freedom from fear. It's where you can be truly known. 
You can tell the truth about yourself. You can be loved and accepted and healed. Now, just in case there might be some of you, you need not raise your hands, who are saying to yourself, this doesn't apply to me. I'm not afraid of anything. Try asking God to use you in a way that you couldn't do without his power and help and see what happens then. If you never step outside the safety of your comfort zone, then you don't need God. And maybe you're not living the adventure God is inviting you you into or being open to the new assignment God has for you. If we're not being challenged in new ways, chances are we're not growing in our faith and trust in God. You know, just a thought. If we're coasting through life on our own strength and talent, we don't need the power of the Holy Spirit. Here are some stories of people in our congregation who have faced their fears and broken free from the grip it had on them and are choosing to trust God in wonderful new ways. One woman writes, After my separation, I felt a constant numbness and fear that I was now alone. I was sad and very hurt that my situation had happened. I stopped going to church and discontinued my relationship with God because I felt hurt by Him too. It took three months before I was able to walk through the doors of church again. And then my first time back was very tough. I sat in the balcony where I'd always sat before because that's where most of the parents sit after they've dropped their kids off at Sunday school. Many times during that service, I wanted to cry. I was sitting amongst couples, but I was sitting alone. I had to come to a point where I could begin to trust God again. My trust had been broken with my impending divorce, and so learning to trust again was very difficult. God allowed me as much time as I needed. Once I learned to trust God again, every new situation that involved trust became easier. Now here's the story of a man whose life seemed absolutely perfect. He writes, I've always been successful. I was confident in my ability to achieve anything. I had a beautiful wife and a beautiful home in Bellevue. I had just received the promotion that I'd worked two years to attain. We were planning our third child. We'd just come back from a wonderful vacation. Then my life imploded. He came home from work one day to discover his wife had left him and taken the children with her. He continues, I had no one to turn to. I didn't have God and I was too proud and too scared to tell my family or friends. I lived in daily fear and anxiety. I was so sad and distracted and very unproductive at work. I was afraid I would lose my job. I lost 35 pounds. I knew I needed help. I came to First Press and by God's miracle sat next to Mary, who befriended me and whom I've sat with every Sunday ever since. I decided to buy a Bible and I began to read it every night. I found a therapist. I exercised daily, sometimes twice. I journaled daily. It was as if writing it down actually allowed me to part with some of the pain. I fixed my eyes on Jesus and not my circumstances, and I kept going one day, one hour, one minute at a time. 
I held on to my faith as a shield to protect me, encourage me, and to give me hope. These scriptures help me get through some tough days. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never, that is never, leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. He continues, I thank God for the prayers and encouragement of this church. For in a healing prayer, divorce recovery workshop, the friendship of this church community. I'm a different person today. God didn't cause this suffering, but he's used it to grow me. I'm a more patient and caring person with much more appreciation for the blessing of relationships. I told a friend that I've had the hardest year of my life, and he corrected me saying, you've had the best year of your life. I came to Christ in this experience, and I'm free from the incredible stress of being the boss of my own life. Jesus is the Lord of my life now. I now have the inner peace that I always lacked in my life, which I medicated through worldly achievements. And then a woman I'll call Lorraine talks about her challenge of trusting God when the future is so uncertain. She says, I had fears about being single without any family left, being an older worker in a workforce that values youth and high energy, and an unstable economy which can create job loss just like that. Several years ago, I was laid off from a company that was going through bankruptcy. I'd only been in Seattle a couple of years, so I didn't have a big, a big network built up. This was my first time being unemployed since I was 17 years old. I was driven from day one to find a new position. My situation was particularly scary because I'm single with a house, no children. All of my family has passed on, and I knew my savings and unemployment would not last forever. After a few months, I started doing contract work for a local company. That was a gift from God. But of course, as the end of my contract was getting closer, I started looking again for a full-time job. All this time, I was praying to God to help me find a good job and to let me know what his plan was for me. I'd done everything I knew to do to get a job, so I told him that I'd done my part. The rest was up to him. I was trusting him to take care of me, no matter what that meant. About that time, a co-worker from my previous company called with a job opportunity at her new company. I interviewed for, for the position, was offered the job, but it was far from ideal. Listen to this, a two-hour commute downtown, expensive parking, and a huge salary cut. I'd have to sell my house. But it was a full-time job with a good company. God directed me to negotiate for more money. And while I was in that process, another opportunity came out of the blue. Another gift from God. It was my dream job, 
with a company I'd always wanted to work for, close to home, parking was free, and good benefits. I interviewed, listen to this, the day before I had to make a final decision on the other not-so-ideal job and received an offer the next morning. I said yes immediately. I knew that was where God wanted me to be. It was a giant-sized blessing from God. She says, during this two-year struggle, I prayed often to God for guidance and to let me know what direction he wanted me to take. Most of the time, he was silent. But I kept praying and trusting that he'd reveal his plan when the time was right, which he did. Learning to trust him so completely was very hard for me, but it was a turning point in my life And it's one of the lessons that I believe he was trying to teach me. Trusting God has brought great happiness and joy to my life and contentment that I've never known before. So how are you doing with the command? Do not be afraid. How are you doing with the question, do you want to be healed? Where do you need to break free from fear? Do you want to know the freedom of growing in faith and trust in God? Do you long to reach out and ask Jesus to heal you? What would be your next step to find freedom from fear? There'll be people ready to pray with you after the service at the prayer room. That might be a next step for you. So hear God saying to us again today, Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Loving God, thank you for this amazing promise. Help us to remind ourselves of it every day and to live in the assurance and the security and the wonder of it. Help us to want to be healed, to be free from whatever is binding us. And we thank you that you want to heal us. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen.